0: Off the high screen, Dorian kicked to the corner, Feirano for three, it's good, with the foul! And back to throw is the quarterback, and Hayward is sacked by Joey Porter. Page takes it in, scores, J.D. Page. Or Stevens lets it go, and there's your touchdown, Michael Gallup. Got it down low, Hornung, dump. Here come the students. Leading by 10. Here's Van Pelt. He's at the five touchdown, Colorado State.
1: The DNVR Rams podcast is presented by Strava Craft Coffee. Strava is rich CBD infused coffee that you can purchase in K cups for your Keurig, whole bean, or ground. Now, you may be thinking to yourself CBD infused coffee? Am I going to get stoned in the morning? No, don't worry. CBD is non psychoactive. In a natural, healthy way to deal with stress, anxiety, pain, all of those great things. I can't speak highly enough about this product. If you do want to check out StravaCraft, you can purchase online and get 20% off your entire order using the code DNVR20. If you do hit up Strava, make sure that you tag us, tag them as well with your purchase during these tough times. Supporting our community and supporting our partners is a form of supporting us. Remember, use the code DNVR20 for 20% off your order. Strava Craft Coffee. What up, what up, what up? We are back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast, now presented by Strava Craft Coffee. New sponsor, who dis? We're talking a little bit of NFL draft today. Going to go over the CSU NFL prospects, I right. that was a terrible way to phrase things. The uh, the prospects out of CSU that will have the best chance to make it in the NFL. There's a couple of guys. It's not it's not a great year for CSU or really the Mountain West as a whole if we're talking about uh, superstar guys. But we do get into the prospects around the conference that we like the most. Andre is a draft expert. I mean, he lives and breathes for that stuff. I'm not quite as into the draft as him, but I'm definitely you know a massive college football aficionado love the Mountain West. So it was just great to catch up with them. Before we jump into that, though, I did want to briefly talk about the all-time CSU football team that I'm creating on NCAA football 2013 on a (laughs) refurbished Xbox 360. Really, I mean, I was shocked at how many people were responding. Uh, There were a lot of people that were kind of questioning some of my choices, and I get it, you know, There are are people, players from different generations, and everybody's going to want their guys to be represented. I will contend that it's my team. And so at the end of the day, I get final pick. You know, I'm playing. So might as well put players on the team that I want to play with. But I did also want to make it accurate as possible. And that's kind of why I've been, you know, trying to gather information from various Ram fans, people that have been watching the team for years so that it's not, you know, all guys from 2010 on, even 2000 on, which is, you know, basically the the era of CSU football that I'm most qualified to talk about, I'd say is, you know, basically like 2000 to present, but you know, it's a lot of fun. Have a ton of guys on the, from the nineties, obviously on there, uh, you know, Clark kagan's, Joey Porter, uh, a lot of these d- linebackers from the nineties on the defensive line, got Sean Moran, some of these dudes. So it's it's really 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 fun. Uh, I will. I just want to say though, you know, if there's a player that you feel deserves to make the list, if I kept them off, it's it's probably not because they weren't deserving. It's just there's only so many roster spots, especially with quarterback, running back, and wide receiver in particular. There are just so many guys that you can make an argument for. I mean, I included Justin Holland. As the fourth string quarterback, he's obviously you know not going to play. He's the fourth stringer behind BVP and, and Grayson and Moses Moreno. I also have since made Anthony Hill, but you know everybody got really, really upset that I didn't have Driscoll or I didn't have Stouffer or I didn't have Anthony originally, and they're like or or Haney and they're like, why do you have Holland? Well, I have Holland because he was basically you know the highest rated recruit to to ever sign with CSU. People forget that. I mean, he was a big, big deal coming out of Bear Creek, which also happens to be where I graduated from high school. So, you know, growing up in the Bear Creek community as a as a kid who had a dad that went to CSU, Justin Holland was a big deal to me. He was a big reason why I wanted to follow CSU as a kid. I mean, obviously, my dad was part of it, but, I mean, Justin Holland, he was the the... Local, you know, superstar from Jeffco, and he signs with CSU, the local school, instead of going elsewhere. I mean, he was just a big, big deal. I know his career didn't pan out like a lot of people were hoping for. I would argue, you know, he didn't exactly have the talent around him either. But he's on there for sentimental reasons. So I just wanted to explain that one. I'm gonna, I'm going to explain all of, uh, well, not all of them, but all of the major decisions that I made behind the roster with an article. Once the team is complete and it'll, you know, kind of lay out why I included certain people, why I moved other people. Like I moved Kyle bell from running back to fullback because I wanted a chance for him to play. There were, you know, a couple decisions like that. Brady Smith, I put at defensive tackle instead of defensive end, just stuff like that. But it's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to give us something to talk about. Um, don't don't sweat it too much. That's all I'm saying. All right, now that we have got that covered, let's jump right into this interview with Andre Simone, DNVR Draft Nick Draft Expert, my good friend. One of the main reasons I'm over with DNVR, you know, for are being honest, he's a he's a great dude, and the the opportunity to work, to work with him. Was very enticing to me back in the day. And it, it has not let me down. I'll say that. Andre, very, very kind, very talented dude. Love working with him. So that's enough flattering words for him. He did not pay me for that. So, Andre, I, I, I'm sure the check will be in the mail for that kind promotion. But uh, without further ado, here's that interview with Andre Simone. All right. Joining me today, we have a special guest, Andre Simone, our draft expert, draft aficionado, draft Nick. Is it draft Nick or draft Nick? I don't even know what that word is it's technically. It's draft
0: Nick. Draft so Nick. It's, yeah, it's like a beat Nick. You know, Those oh, okay. the beat that generation sense. had like poetry and like open minded thinking. I have the draft.
1: Words are weird, man. I remember <laughs> yes. one time. Because like in slang, we'll we'll use the term hooper. Like if you play basketball, you're a hooper. Uh-huh, but uh-huh. that's not a real word. It's hoopster. And so I had an editor, oh. I kept writing hooper because it's like slang. And they're like, that is not a real word. And I was like, yes, but if I say hoopster, it sounds like I'm like an 85 year old white guy referencing <laughs> basketball. Like, look at that
0: young hoopster out there. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they they both sound a little outdated now, frankly, if you ask me.
1: Yeah, they kind of do. I don't I, I don't know what the slang is anymore. I'm, I turned I'm 25 in like two guy. months. So at this point, <laughs> like, I don't know what slang is. I don't know what the kids are into. I don't know what's cool anymore. It doesn't mm-hmm. help that I can't leave the apartment, though.
0: That does not help. And not that I would have been that in, much cooler. Wait till you're in your early 30s with, uh, with a kid and then you'll really <laughs> feel out the loop, yeah.
1: But uh, the reason I, I had Andre on even though he has a billion other things that he's doing. Literally, this dude is working wire to wire. We're going to have so much amazing stuff. The the live draft special is going to be really dope. I'm looking forward to participating in that. Uh, RK, Hank, and Andre are kind of our lead guys on that, but I will be involved. Should be a fun time. Andre is probably looking forward to it just being over so he can get some sleep. But he doesn't have time because he has to talk
0: about Mountain West Prospects with me. That's right. That's right. Which is actually a great use of my time it's at this point in time. True. I mean, you're being
1: productive. You're, you're earning exactly. your paycheck at this point.
0: A That's lot more exactly than me. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Andre saw my tweet about making, a, making an all-time CSU roster, probably on NCA, and he's like, this asshole
0: Oh, out truly. here playing video oh games. God. For real, because that was my obsession in college. I think um, NCAA, it must have been 09, maybe. Yeah, it would have been NCAA, I guess, NCAA, yeah, 09. That was my jam. That's all I played senior year of college because I had classes that started at noon. So uh, I could just sleep in and stay up late playing NCAA 09.
1: That's kind of what my life is like right now. It's. It's a lot like being in the dorms and and not necessarily in a good way but anyways I guess we should fr- finally jump into this yeah, <laughs> yeah probably we're not going to we're not going to go over every single prospect in the Mountain West that has a chance to go to the NFL because that would be excessive and it's as you know as I said Andre has been busting his ass already didn't want to make him do that kind of prep but I am curious Are there, are there any guys in the league that really intrigue you this year? Really jump out as, as, you know, interesting NFL prospects, guys that have potential of, you know, maybe succeeding.
0: I mean, there are a lot. It's, um, it's not my favorite Mount West crop. Maybe that's because we're missing the big, the big name from the Rams. Um, but it's still a pretty loaded crop, especially with the high end guys. I think, Ezra Cleveland blew my mind once I really watched more of him. Uh, just a solid guy. He started for three years at left tackle there for Boise State. Then he goes to the combine, blows it up, and you go back and watch his Power 5 games against Florida State or Washington. He's aces, man. And he's still a little raw. Um, you know, he, he can whiff on some blocks from time to time, he, he needs to get his technique a little better. Both lower half and upper half. Um, But he's got a bit of a nasty streak to him. I think it's underrated right now. He plays
1: mean. And I I like that in a tackle.
0: Yes. Especially a guy coming from
1: the G5. And I think sometimes that gets overstated, especially at the offensive line. I don't think it matters quite as much if you were like P5. It's more about like technique and and that sort of thing. But the best Broncos, you know, offensive tackle of the modern generation, Ryan Clady. He came out of Boise state, you You know, maybe, maybe this is the next, you know, great offensive lineman to come out of,
0: come out of potato land. He's uh, he's got the tools for it. That's for sure. Um, I, I, and it's going to be no surprise when he goes pretty high in the draft because what's happening right now is Becton's having some off field stuff. So there's four top tackles. Wills from Alabama, I think has some, some athletic limitations. So he's probably going to be a right tackle and he's probably only going to work in power schemes. Beckton has size, you know, size limitations in that he's so ginormous that he will only fit in certain systems as well. And you got to worry about schemes. longevity
1: too, that. Well, yeah.
0: yeah. Zone offenses instead, which are still all the rage with this new McVay Shanahan coaching tree. Like the Browns, who are rumored to be really interested in Ezra Cleveland and partly be motivated to trade down to get better value since that's their guy, anyways, um, are, are just gonna be, you know, head over heels in love with a guy like that because then he went to the combine, blew it up. Like, I mean, we're talking about super rare 99 percentile type stuff. Um, and the, the only big knock on him, the only thing that you can't fix is he has slightly shorter arms, but he has prototypical size. And as as I always say, you either, you know, you can't get away with being unathletic and undersized. You can be undersized and athletic, and that athleticism makes up for it, or vice versa, have that size that makes up for your lack of athleticism. How high
1: could you see him going? Like would it surprise you if he went top 15? Top
0: 15, I think, in a in a trade down with the Broncos, that could be possible. But that's really like the, the super highest limit of where he could go. But I think, you know, I might end up having him at 18 to the Dolphins in my mock draft. Um, I think the top 20 isn't out of the question because those tools will just play up and there'll be a lot of teams that see him as a perfect fit because he has the he, he's great for a scheme fit and he's got that prototypical athleticism to fit at left tackle. And there are only so many guys every draft who fit that bill.
1: Well, keeping things focused on Boise State, then I'm curious, what, do you, what are your feelings on Curtis Weaver? Because he's a guy that can kind of wreck things. You know, I'm not sure what his, how his game translates to the next level. If he's like a guy I right. would really want to invest in high or something like that.
0: Mm-hmm. But I, I, I like the potential out of Curtis Weaver. He's an interesting one. And what's funny is out of Boise during the season, Weaver was getting all the NFL. hype. Mm-hmm. Cleveland was barely even a name on people's radars. In fact, he's a redshirt junior. So I don't think people expected uh, the left tackle to really even declare. Weaver has a unique body for an edge rusher. He definitely does. He's just a bowling ball, man. He's, he, he, he's an undersized defensive tackle playing out on the edge. And he's so relentless, he plays so low to the ground, he's got that power, and he was at a great program that he ended up being super productive. I I just wish he was a little longer so you can you could just play into those strengths. And that's what and I have think. Him. I
1: think that's what's gonna right. hurt him as far as right. going, you know, early in the draft. Is like you said, he doesn't have that prototypical size. His game it's it's not the same as Shaq Barrett's coming out of CSU, but it's a similar situation in where mm-hmm. if you look at the tape, like it's clear that he can play, but yeah, those those factors, those, those body types, it really does
0: matter. And he's just totally. he's so obscure. He it's weird. And yeah, I mean, he's still in my top hundred. So I mean, I'm projecting at at some point in his rookie contract, he'll start for some team. He'll he'll probably start for the team that ends up there. Will he be a you know an average or above average starter? I wouldn't place any bets on that, but you know, still a worthwhile pick. Once you get later in day two of the draft, he's just a tough fit in the NFL. That's a good point. That's a good way to put it. No, it's one of those guys where if he ends up
1: being really productive, it it wouldn't be surprising to me because, like you said, he has a. Relentless motor. Mm. I mean, there were games where he just absolutely took over. When to have like six, seven tackles yeah. for a yeah. loss. I mean, yeah. really dominant. But also, a lot of the times, it, you know, it was going against a an inferior opponent or something like that. But right. I, I do think he has a pretty good chance to to succeed at the next level. The guy I'm actually really excited about as far as the defensive side goes, coming out of the Mountain West, which yeah, isn't really known for deep playing a whole lot of defense. Uh, Is is Logan Wilson the linebacker Mm -hmm. out of Wyoming? Mm -hmm. He he seems to be getting a lot of hype. I've noticed this last week. It seems to be getting a little bit more attention than I had noticed uh, in the coming weeks. He's a guy who I campaigned for throughout the year to be the Mountain West Defensive Player of the Year. He didn't end up winning it. Uh, Still surprising to me. Right. It ended up being Weaver. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it it came down to team success. Totally. But right. Man, when I watch when I watch this guy. I just, I love the way he plays. He, he reminds me a lot of Luke Keekley. Now he's not as athletic and mm-hmm. Keekley was a freak. I mean, he had like 500 tackles in three seasons freak at Boston college. Like it'll, it'll literally never be touched what he did there, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but just that versatility, being able to really be productive against the run, a guy that moves well, a guy mm-hmm. who's versatile in pass coverage. Like I said, he does run pretty well. I think he had three picks last year. What are your thoughts on Logan Wilson and how high do you see him going?
0: Yeah, he's interesting. He's definitely picked up some steam. And I mean, you know, obviously a rival, but tons of respect for a guy like that. Wyoming native, started as a freshman. I remember being up there to watch uh, Herbert against Josh Allen. So he must have just been starting his sophomore season. And people at Wyoming just raved about the kid. And he flashed in that game. I mean, he's had just an immaculate career. He's flashed and been a high-end starter for them every step of the way. And that's been really impressive. He's a leader. He's got those intangibles. Um, So he's a relatively safe pick. His ceiling will be determined from... He does have some ability and coverage. He does have some range. How rangy is he? You know, to be that Leighton Van Der Esch, that Keekly, that really upper echelon, backer that people talk about and is worth that pick. You know, even for the Broncos, I wonder how much of an upgrade is he on Josie Jewel. He's an I'd upgrade say significant
1: I'd say significant over Jewell. But in coverage he is could be right. a little bit biased because when I watch him, like you said, you right. know, Wyoming native, he's just kind of that like tough nosed, gritty college football player that really appeals to yes. me. So I will I will recognize that I'm probably slightly biased in that regard. But, you know, watching them or, you know, comparing him to Vander Esch, mm-hmm. I think Logan Wilson more individually dominated games than Vander Esch did at Boise state. I, I wasn't surprised when Vander Esch went in the first round. Sure. But, you know, if, if I had to take one of those two guys, just talking about the way they could really take over a game. I'd really considered Wilson. I mean, I know Vander Esch has a, He's a phenomenal athlete and that's right. why he ended up going as high as he did. Right. But I think Wilson could be a sleeper man. I I'm not sure he'll go super early like the first round, but second round I don't think is out of the question.
0: Yeah, he's a he's my seventh linebacker. He's really grouped up in that second tier. Um there's a clear top tier. I have three first round grades or better. Um, with Isaiah Simmons included in that, who could play anywhere. And then he's right there with Davis Gaither from App State, Troy Dye from Oregon, Marcus Bailey from Purdue, who missed the entire season. So, I mean, I'm pretty high on him, too. I'm projecting him as a future starter. He was definitely more valuable to his team than Van Der Escher, or really most, I mean... You could do a list yeah, better than of most, most guys. valuable yeah. Yeah. Uh, defensive players in the Mountain West of the last decade. He's probably top five, man. Um, he's I mean, just yeah, that he really was. He, he made Cowboys such a defense. big
1: impact for them, mm-hmm. and I, he. I think he really just kind of covered a lot of holes. Uh, you know, that Wyoming defense was was pretty stout last year, and when you look at just like the defensive line as a whole, they didn't have a ton of size. The other linebackers were okay, but they weren't great. And I don't know. The dude was just a heat-seeking missile out there. I'm I'm really intrigued to see how he ends up panning out at the next level. And you know, at this point, I'd I'd be willing to bet that I think he's going to be, you know, a success, a a decent starter. But it'll it'll just be interesting. You know, you never know with these these Mountain West guys. Maybe a GM falls in love with him, and you know, takes him like at thirty or something like that.
0: I think round three is right, right around the range where we should see round three. And okay. more of those guys go off the board. You know, interestingly, from his combine numbers and athletic testing, he compares in the ninetieth percentile to Mac Wilson, who came out of Alabama, and you know, much more mm-hmm. highly coveted for his coverage. So while he's not maybe that Vanderish type athlete, he's he's still an upper echelon athlete. So maybe I am underestimating him coverage him in coverage because what he brings with already his IQ and as as you say, being all over the field and being a heat seeking missile, you that's that's pretty valuable and it goes undervalued when we start nitpicking stuff.
1: Well, he's one of those guys that has some ball skills. It's not like I mean, I'm not saying you want him like man on man covering an elite tight end or something like that, but you drop him back in zone, have him, you know, cover the flat, something like that. He's more than capable. And you you make a mistake. He had a pick six last year where he caught it and he kind of broke two tackles and ended up housing it like a 45 yard return. And that was kind of the first play I was like, dang, like that, that kid's a stud athlete. Like he's not just a, you know, prototypical beefy can only stop the run. Like he can move around a little bit.
0: Yeah. I mean, I guess he did have four picks last year and six in the last two seasons. That's a, That's more than I expected. Okay, well, great. Now I get to go back and watch Leighton Van Der <laughs> since he talked me into him. Or, I mean, sorry, Logan, Logan Wilson. Wilson. I'm curious. Uh, do, you,
1: are, do you see any bust coming out of the Mountain West this year? I know there's a lot of talk about Jordan Love going in the first round. I just, I don't see it. I watched him so much. I know mm-hmm. he has a big arm. He's an athlete. He can move around. I know all that. Threw the hell out of it in the spread two years ago put up big numbers, but he's just a terrible decision maker consistently. And it, and it wasn't just last year. I know last year he put up the big pick. So it jumped out, but even when they were successful, there were times you'd watch him and he just takes unnecessary risks all the time. Mm-hmm. It's not unique to big arm guys. I think a lot of those guys just think that they can, you know, force it in there a little bit, but right. Where do where do you sit on Jordan love?
0: Yeah. And you've kind of, you've kind of soured on him. Because I think when we were talking earlier in the season or even mid-season, you still thought, you know, the talent was there, It was just one of those seasons.
1: You know, I still think, I I get, I see the NFL potential. I see why a team would want to draft him. But to mm. me, it was always like, yeah, if you could get this dude late second round, early third round, that's right. a steal. Right. But I mean, they're talking about like him going, you know, top 20. Oh,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: And I think there's a pretty good chance it happens, especially if there's a run on quarterbacks early i think you'll see somebody trade up and make a move for him just because yeah. the drop off you know after him is kind of steep i think but yeah. i don't know i just the decision making would worry me especially like going to the next level
0: yeah and i know he has defenders who say it wasn't decision making he was just trying to make plays and you know i what really bothered me was so many of those picks this season are coming on Outs to the sideline, which are pure arm strength throws. And he's just leaving them short instead of putting them. Which on is the weird far because shoulder. he has a big arm. Right. Um, and then there are other times where again they're picks that are kind of coming to the flats where I almost it's almost like he doesn't know a corner is right there. So it's like blindness or like negative football IQ that is holding him back. And yet he has people that love him. I go back and watch the 2018 tape. And even that I don't think is that great. I mean, it's a lot of giving it to guys like Dax Raymond and Derwin Thompson, then making some And the, yeah, yeah. He had some really nice playmakers yes.
1: on the outside. They had yes. great
0: speed. They had a good running game to match mm-hmm. it. They had
1: a solid defense. There were a mm-hmm. lot of nice tools around him. Right. And that would just worry me. You know, it's a situation where, like I said, if, if, the Broncos needed a quarterback and and they took him in the third round, I'd be like, all right, like, let's see what this kid has. But sure, if if you're trading, especially like if you're trading up to get this guy, you, you're just, you're putting immense pressure on him right away that this guy needs to pan out. And to me, he, if he's going to work out, I think he's going to have to sit for a couple of years and just kind of figure it out, you know, rein yeah. it in a little bit and learn how to, Lead an offense and and not take so many, you know, careless decisions with the ball. Maybe maybe it was him trying to force plays, and maybe I'm just being too harsh after sure. having really right. high expectations coming into this season. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Just watching him this year, he didn't pass the test for me.
0: Yeah, and you know, even the Mahomes or Josh Allen comparisons. Obviously, Allen for the circumstances he's coming in the down year, he loses a lot of playmakers. He just misses throws off script on scrambles that are wide open, deep that I swear Josh Allen didn't miss at Wyoming. I mean, say what you will, he was far from a perfect quarterback, but um, those were the type of plays he would kind of name. And
1: Allen never had close to the supporting cast that Love had on the outside. True that. Like not even close. Gentry Mm -hmm. was a good wide receiver. And and he went on to have a cup of coffee with the Bears. But other than him, I mean, it was pretty much just Allen, Brian Hill running the yeah, football right. and, and going deep to Gentry. And then once Gentry moved on, it was pretty much just Allen. Yeah,
0: totally. Right. I mean, those two and like a bunch of two stars, basically. It was, we have a uh, bunch of uh, CSU fans
1: right now being like, making excuses literally. for the pokes.
0: Josh Allen, I hope he goes 0 16 next year. (laughs) Well, I mean, hey, he was another tough EVEL, but yeah, I'm lower on him than I. And you see it from time to time. There are flashes, it's mostly on, you know, kind of trick plays where it's an easy read. And that's going to be the best case scenario for him is going to a team like New England at 23 or the Saints at 24, who have or even the Colts who have a veteran in place can groom a, a little bit and then design the offense around them simplify things and you kind of run that like Carson Wentz at Philly offense i mean the thing about a strong arm is if you're on a roll all it takes is like 3 4 good games and you could win a super bowl when you That's have true. a strong arm you know yeah
1: i just wonder i mean it's not that the infatuation with big-armed QBs is nothing new for NFL GMs, but... Oh, far from it. I do wonder just how much of Patrick Mahomes has, like, affected the... Yes. You know, the draft possibility, I guess, with Love. I just... I don't think a couple totally. of years ago, having followed the Mountain West as consistently as I have, I would have been surprised if he would have got this same type of Love. But just, you know, seeing what Mahomes has been able to do coming from that spread offense, yeah. they have this similar, like, archetypes i guess you could say as quarterbacks i mean love is no mahomes it's not it's not even close arm strength even any of it yeah but it'll be i don't know i just think it would be best for him if if he went at least late in the first round i think second round would be best case for him just because even if you look at like the situation with drew Locke, there are massive expectations for him in denver i couldn't like if he went top 15 though the expectations oh, would have been even exasperated, even more.
0: Right. Have you ever interviewed him or had a chance to kind of sit in on a scrum with him or anything like that?
1: Not really. Other, other yeah. I think at a non-West media days, there was like a like a right. press scrum that was like two years ago. And
0: Right. Yeah. And I might've, I might've sat in on one of those at the senior ball and you know, it was a whole hum thing. I moved along because, There was like 30 other guys i could talk to and had like 20 minutes to get audio from so it was time to hustle and he really wasn't saying anything interesting but yeah and that's the other thing like drew Locke, as raw as he was on the field you talked to him he was you know he was the guy that really intrigued you because it was he knew how to kind of command it he had a certain cool about him he was a quarterback and you know these mountain west quarterbacks that i've spoken to through the years josh allen and uh grayson in his time and jordan love vaguely um love and allen not very media savvy at all
1: no (laughs) josh allen especially i remember i only got to interview him twice but it was just like oh man he it seems like he has gotten a little bit better just having watching him talk with the nfl and stuff which I'm sure that happens. You get with publicists and stuff. but Oh,
0: totally. Yeah, by the time I'd interviewed him at the Senior Bowl and then was at his pro day after the combine and everything, like maybe 40 days later, he was totally different media savvy. It was already like, okay, it, things are starting to click here. You're ready. It just takes a while. I mean, even Warren Jackson,
1: like at the beginning of last season, like when we were doing an interview, and I've covered Warren his entire career since he was a freshman. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'd be asking him like pretty basic questions and he'd look down, you know, break eye contact, kind of mumble. But, you know, coming (laughs) back this year, of course, right before it all gets canceled, he was super confident, making eye contact. You know, it seems like he'd had some practice. It's it's going to it's going to benefit him in the end. That does make a difference. I I think with quarterback even more so, but
0: it does make a difference. Just how you relate with the media and teammates and coaches, it it totally plays into all
1: of that. Hey guys, we'll get back to the pod in a second, but first let me tell you about my friends over at Breckenridge Brewery. Breckenridge is the official beer of DNVR. Right now you can get $5 off your meal from the Breckenridge farmhouse using the code DNVR. Call 303-803-1380 from 12 p.m. to 8 p.m. for your pickup order. They'll even bring it right out to your car for you. If you can't hit up the farmhouse, that's okay. You can order beer directly to your house, your apartment, wherever you may be, with Drizzly, the alcohol delivery service app. So, 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 so clutch. I can grab yourself some Avalanche Ale, Hot Peak IPA, Strawberry Sky. Get yourself you know, a little bit of that summer feel. Also, if you want to get out of the house, you want to go support a local liquor store, that's a great way to do it too. Use the Breck Beer Locator and it will tell you the closest liquor store near you with a great variety of Breck. This is the just the most convenient way to purchase beer. I just can't talk highly enough about this feature. Love our friends over at Breck. So we are going to uh, finish things up with CSU guys, but before we do that, is there anybody else around the league that we didn't talk about yet that you want to talk about that jumps out to you, that you're excited about, that you're not excited about, any of that stuff?
0: Maybe it's because I'm I'm searching for options and uh, guys in the receiving game to really stretch the field, but I've definitely been intrigued by John Hightower, the Boise State wide receiver, kick returner, um, wiry kind of guy with you know legit four four speed um a guy who with Brett rippon once in a while did some fun stuff and really came into his own in this last year. He's definitely one I'm uh I've got my eye on on the later rounds. And I think um Ismael, the the center out of San Diego State, he's intriguing for zone blocking teams. He'll he'll have a place in the league. I I I wish these kids wouldn't have declared early. Um, He kind of, he kind of surprises me. Um, And really more intrigued than either of them is probably Cole McDonald, who. Yes. I'm so glad that you brought up Cole McDonald. How fun is he to watch? Dude,
1: Cole, I think I tweeted like six or seven times at one point last year, like Cole McDonald is my favorite player in the mountain West because he was. He was so much he was literally a Madden created player in Pretty actual much. life. Like it's this big server dude with dreads, runs around, constantly makes terrible decisions, but then will throw a 70-yard bomb and stride. Mm-hmm. Somebody, I don't know if he's gonna get drafted. It wouldn't shock I me if somebody took a fire on him in like the seventh or something like that. But as a UDFA, Cole, I, he could surprise some people. He's somebody. He's going to need like quality coaching. Somebody's going to have to rein him in. But the arm yeah. is there. The arm is definitely there. The athleticism is there. Mm-hmm. He did cut the dreads, though. And I'm loss worried about loss of swag. Yep. Because that was a big part yep. of his game. It fueled him. I'm convinced of that. Like, BVP, that, that cockiness, that just, like, I'm going to stiff-arm you, and then I'm going to mm-hmm. s- stare at you after I do it. And I'm going to wink at the cheerleader. Cause I'm awesome
0: right yeah I I can't speak to the dreads but and you know <laughs> I think I think when he's in rhythm when they're on running tempo and it's working he can be pretty accurate too and kind of quick release and stuff and you know obviously that won't translate completely but he's got all the tools I don't know why I do this to myself. I kind of fall. I really liked Brett Rippon because that arm strength had me really intrigued last year. I'm still Um, convinced Rippon can be a
1: quarterback. You people have the people in the Broncos camp obviously get to watch him now and and see all that. So maybe I'm speaking ignorantly, but from what I saw at Boise state, I don't see
0: why he couldn't be a capable NFL quarterback. I agree completely. I'm, I was surprised he went undrafted, but you know, I fell in love with Brett Smith back in the day, coming out of the, Wyoming, uh, the, the Scrambler, who who declared, he was a great athlete though. He was great. Um, I still stand by my Brett Smith is better than Mansell um, take at the which at the time super hot. I wasn't <laughs> proven wrong. I wasn't proven correct though. Um, they were basically the same, but yeah cole mcdonald is is the next in line, and he's he 's really fun man, but he 's got to rein it in because he's uh he 's the ultimate gunslinger but i i 've got him in my top ten quarterbacks, which kind of says something about the top ten quarterbacks this year, but you know he 's clearly like a notch below he's yeah yeah jake fromm's the quarterback in front of him so there's there's a big a, a, a noticeable difference there um but you know he's he's all right. He's in front of Steven Montez. Agreed, definitely agreed. Here's a
1: hot take for you. Well, it's a lukewarm take, like a you put it in the microwave for forty seconds. Yeah, leftovers. <laughs> it's um, a hot tea. But yeah, there, there we go. I as an if I was a, a fan of an NFL team, which I am, the Broncos. I don't know why I phrased it that way. I would feel better if my team drafted Cole McDonald in the seventh round than if my team drafted Jordan Love in the first round.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, from a value proposition, I I suppose I could see that. I could see it. I don't know how much you're getting out of McDonald, you know. At least Love can can be a scratch ticket that, hey, maybe... I don't know. Maybe we won 10 K. You never know. <laughs> At this point, I, I don't know. I've come out pretty hard
1: against love this past like two, three weeks. So I kind of have to stick to my position okay. and hopefully he's that. a bust or, well, I'm not rooting against him. I don't want to phrase it that way. Cause I'm team mountain West. Uh, not, I not as many people watch as much mountain West as I do. Yeah. And a lot of it's terrible, but I love it cool. deep down inside. Some of it's great. Like, I will awesome. consistently argue that awesome. out of the non-P5 leagues, the Mountain West is easily the the most competitive top to bottom. I know the American wants to put their name out there. but
0: Yeah, the American's so in love with itself. I I don't like the American. I, I just don't. That's the thing. But the Mountain West, place. they top their game, man. They do. Uh, they've but I feel like the, the Mountain West of kind years. of, they
1: at me. least recognize well, where they're at. You know what I mean? The Mountain West isn't out here claiming, you know, we're we're better than the Pac
0: twelve. The Mountain West is like, yeah, like we're okay. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I I legit forgot my favorite um underrated Mountain West prospect. Who's that? That's Natane Muti, the left tackle for Fresno State. He was oh, injured that's right. most of his career. Um, doesn't have the length to stick at Fresno, but he is a beast. Um, I like him, you know, I like him. He's one of my top interior offensive linemen. He is fourth. Uh, but oh, he, wow. it's just going to be the injury questions because I think he can be like low-key, poor man's Brendan Scherf. Like that stocky college left tackle who is dominant, who moves into guard and is an ass kick.
1: That's what I was going to ask you. Did, do you see him translating a tackle or or moving inside?
0: Yeah, yeah, it's a, he has to play inside. Okay. Just doesn't have the length, but I love him, man. His his tape, he's a fun watch. If you want to prep for the draft, go on YouTube and type uh, Natane Muti versus. And wa- watch him play. He's a uh, he's great. Well, first
1: you're probably going to have to try and. But that sounds like a name where you're going to have to try three or four Google spellings and,
0: and maybe. Yes. Yes, that's entirely possible. <laughs>
1: Anybody that does draft prospect or draft research knows what that process uh, is
0: like. Yeah. I am forever terrified. Anything I submit that I've somehow misspelled. Oh, me name. too, man. There nah. are. Um, there. Are, sorry to interrupt. there no, are, you're good. There's a two KJs and an AJ, and there might there might be a third KJ. So KJ Hamler is two periods because it's actually. An abbreviate? No, I'm sorry. See, I got it confused. KJ Hamler, no periods. KJ Hill, yes periods. AJ Dillon, no periods. Oh God. Yeah, that's the kind of that's that's behind <laughs> right now. AJ Terrell, yes periods. The first season I ever covered
1: uh, women's college basketball, like eight of the players on at CSU were. Scandinavian of some descent and like nice. half of their names were like sounded similar <laughs> and were like similar spellings. And it was a nightmare, especially like on deadline. I'd be like trying to read through it real quick, but did I write Elon or Ellen, right? <laughs> Nystrom or Gustafson? All right. Got two V's one S. All right. We're good.
0: The Rapids were, they had one Albanian player, uh, shells and Gashi, and I had to Google his name. Legit every single game and he was one of their star players like he was one of the guys who was getting paid more than the cap allows came from europe and i had to write grades and a recap every game and i had to google his name every single time but then like the pressure to get it right is even more intense
1: because if you get it wrong you know that the rapids player fans will be like this is how it's built you idiot <laughs>
0: yeah yeah oh well
1: but um this isn't this isn't a particularly exciting year for csu prospects unfortunately Worse
0: but i a did while.
1: yeah it really you know 6 7 years probably um it's really more like a 7 or 8 actually but um there are a few guys that'll have a chance of making a roster i think getting drafted would be a surprise at this point not impossible
0: Big but chance. a surprise yeah um more so than BC Johnson was or Mike James was a couple of years ago Mike James well, right yeah, the linebacker yeah. Yeah. Uh, Corey James Corey sorry yes agreed
1: yeah the thing about BC was like you knew he was going to impress all he had to do was like get a scout to talk to him in an interview and that's pretty much happened and Gary Kubiak being up in Minnesota that was a perfect storm like BC I mean has even told me as such like Gary is the reason I'm in Minnesota but
0: well, the Kubiak family always kept, keeps
1: a close eye, right? So gotta love the Kubiaks. Yeah, totally. I am intrigued by Jamal Hicks, though, especially after it was unofficial, but you know, running a four five four. I think it, it gives him a shot. I mean, he's he's gonna be a guy who would play up in the box anyways. He's not a pass coverage guy. He'd be a guy you'd want, you know, up near the line of scrimmage, making a an impact in the run game. Yeah. It wouldn't be shocking to me if he ends up signing, you know, fairly early after the draft. I do think he is a guy that mm-hmm. NFL teams will be intrigued by and would want in their camp. I just his size, his general lack of speed and and not really the ability to to play consistently in pass coverage. I think that's probably yeah. what's gonna hurt him just in this modern
0: league. Cause what'd he end up running? He ran end a four-five, a four-five, four. Five, four. Right. And even if that's a pro day boost and it's really like a four, five, nine, or even a a four, six flat, that's for him. That's totally fine. And he jumped well from what I can see. 33 inch burr, 123 broad. That's really good. Yeah. And you're right. I mean, the thing is, at least, you know, with Jamal, what he is, he's that in the box, downhill guy. He's going to play hard. Uh, He's been a high end starter for a couple of years. I know he was on the senior bowl watch list in the, in the preseason. So he's, he's on NFL radars. Um, and look, in a two deep, that's not where you want him. You want him in the box, but he can do that. What teams are going to ask themselves is, how much can I get away with him being our dime linebacker? Exactly. And he's got to kill it in special teams. Like, to make a roster, he's got to kill it. But I think you're right. in the Like, early on in the undrafted period, he's a guy who's going to get a call and is definitely going to be in a camp and is going to have a role. And, you know, he makes enough. um, He pops enough in in practice and on special teams and stuff. He he has an outside chance to make a roster.
1: I'm definitely rooting for him. He's a really nice guy, uh, has a young daughter, so it's kind of, you know, kind of a good story, um, really humble too. one of those guys where I think early on in his career was kind of misunderstood because he was quiet. And I think people took that as in like, he's standoffish or doesn't, you know, want uh-huh. to talk. And we just kind of realized over the years that that wasn't the case. And he was in a tough spot, man, to to be the veteran on those teams over these last couple of years with everything yeah. that's going on. Yeah. You know your coach is out pretty much halfway through the year. You know it's a possibility the year before even going in. Right. It, it was a tough spot. So, I you well, know I'm biased. Always plays, hard. but I'm I'm rooting for him. He always plays hard. Really hard worker. Uh, actually cracked me up at his pro day. He was about to run his forty, and his agent was like, "Yo, take your shirt off." And he took it oh, off, right. and you could tell like, I mean, the dude doesn't have any fat mm-hmm. on his body. Like yeah. th- he is yoked, absolutely mm-hmm. yoked. And it was impressive. But it just kind of cracked me up because, you know, they were like, scouts are watching. Pop that top off. Nope. I tell you what, getting that pro day in was huge for him. It was so big. I'm not sure. I mean, like we said, he got to run that 40. He did well on the jump. It's just validation. You know, he has the film. huge. Bobo, and I think coaches are going to give him good reviews
0: because, like I said, he was such
1: a hard worker, Mm -hmm. such a team guy. Mm -hmm. But that pro day was big. I mean... CU got theirs in too, which was which you know same situation
0: not right, a great a couple year for days CU, later but it was shut down
1: yeah everything was shut down that was yeah. the csu's pro day was march 11th that was the last live event that i got to go yep. cover in person
0: cool. right right yeah i was at the cu one which was later that day and that was a uh, yeah kind of weird you know
1: a couple other guys coming out of csu that maybe have an outside chance uh I'd say Jalen Bates is probably the best shot at defensive mm-hmm. end. He didn't put up the numbers, but he has the body. Dude's yeah. yoked. Um, there's always, yeah, always in just room you want edge rusher, you know, in the, in the modern league, there's just always a place for guys like that. So it wouldn't surprise me. He's another guy where I'll be pretty surprised if he doesn't get a, get a look as a UDFA or a rookie mini camp invite or whatever. There's like a billion different ways you can get invited now, but.
0: What was his recruiting pedigree?
1: He came from uh, Arizona State as well, a graduate I know that, transfer. But
0: was he kind of a big name recruit? Was he like a four star? Like I think he was a, a three star DL?
1: coming out of high school. Yeah. Um. So one of those guys. I think he had you know a couple Pac-12 offers. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, he he can be productive. He was actually a lot better against the run than mm-hmm. I anticipated last year. That mm-hmm. wasn't what he wanted to do, but right. he did play his role. And there's something to be said about that. So I'll be interested. He he got moved around a lot in his career, from inside to outside to inside. Uh, he he told me at his pro day that scouts have projected him as a outside edge rusher, like defensive end hybrid outside linebacker, uh-huh. which is intriguing because if he's playing standing up versus you know on the ground, maybe that changes some things. Maybe yeah. he can really find his own in that like
0: right. Bradley
1: Chubb you're not a linebacker, but you're not a defensive end role.
0: Yeah. I mean, as a stand-up edge at his size, maybe that's the best way to go. I know he, he had those impressive jumps at his pro days. So you'd think he's got that, um, that real explosiveness off the snap. We just didn't see it. You know, I mean, he was really a guy who was supposed to come in and, um, uh, you know, do some nice things in the mountain West and didn't really happen. Yeah. It just didn't really make that impact. Honestly, Ah uh, Tron Folsom, who
1: also transferred in last year, kind of ended up outshining him. Tron's another guy who I think he'll probably get like a mini camp invite. I'm not yeah. even sure he'll be like a UDFA. I think it'll be like the rookie invite or whatever you know, right. right, the right. second or third process. But you know, maybe he's an outside linebacker. Maybe he's like a hybrid type defensive back. They had him working out as a safety at his pro day. That's crazy. Maybe he makes that work. He does move well. I think he's undersized and that's going to hurt him kind of same thing with Anthony Hawkins, like not a great corner. Yeah. He's a good athlete. So maybe he could make an impact on special teams or as a returner, but Jamal and Jalen definitely would be the two guys that I see having the best chance of, of making, making them, making it work or whatever.
0: Yeah. And all these are guys who would really benefit from a league like the AAF or the XFL. Being totally. In place. Totally you know just getting one more chance to showcase their talents because they're not and if they're not ready to make that jump but you know maybe with a little more development they could get there Jamal though i, I mean as you said he's he's got a role he's going to have a a clear chance to to succeed on special teams and he can use that as his vehicle to a, to a roster spot there are safeties who have similar limitations on NFL rosters, right?
1: Exactly. It's one of those, he's got to be in the right system. Mm -hmm. He's got to be with a coaching staff that understands exactly what his limitations are. Mm -hmm. And you would think at the, at the next level, I mean, if guys like you and I can lay out, yes, he'll be successful doing this, this, and this, then you would think they could do it. But as we all know, it doesn't always pan out that way. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, the last thing I wanted to ask you about here, and it's kind of a wild card for CSU, is Marvin Kinsey. Marvin Kinsey absolutely was tearing it up, had a fumbling problem, had a behavioral problem too, I guess yeah. would be the way to phrase it. I'm not trying to dog the guy, but he got suspended three times in three years for violation of team rules. I think it's fair to say. Yeah, uh, that out of fairness just done, right? to him, you know, I'm not going to speculate on what that suspension was over. I do know, or, you know, I've been told from people that I trust and I'm pretty confident in that, but out of, you know, fairness, respect to him, I don't think it's worth speculating over, but he got kicked off the team. Didn't get invited to pro day. Right. Is there any chance <laughs> that he makes an NFL roster gets the invite or at this point, is it just too many red flags?
0: I mean, the red flags are too many. Because the fumbling got terrible. He couldn't, he couldn't. I mean, he led the country in fumbling. You couldn't give him the ball at CSU anymore, despite his talent being overwhelming. But I mean, he was a. I I cannot watch this game anymore because another Kinsey fumble is going to put me over the edge. And yet I love him as a runner, I love his body type. And everything, but then you add the off-field stuff, man. Um, it, it it's it's going to be an uphill battle. He's on my list because you know early in the season I was like this. I'm I'm monitoring him for the draft for sure, but uh, yeah, he's just not not good. Well, and and to me,
1: like if there was going to be any chance of having, you know, because he's going to need somebody in his corner. This is a league of connections, like especially mm. given his background. And going into pro day, I was kind of like, well, we'll see. Like, maybe he'll be there. Maybe he worked something out behind, you know, closed doors with the coaches where he admitted his wrongdoings. This is how I messed up. I'm sorry that I let our team down. I wish I could have been there for the stretch. I want to make it to the league. But it wasn't like that. And the craziest situation was like, this wasn't like a situation where he didn't get plenty of chances. Obviously he got suspended multiple times. But like Bobo still kind of spoke fondly of him. Like even after all of it. Like he was always in Bobo's doghouse. But you could tell, like Bobo so desperately wanted this kid to get yeah. it because the raw talent is there.
0: He's and electric
1: he in the open field. Talent's but obvious. it's it's just such a risk. Like you said, I mean, it got to a point where it was like when he had the ball and he was like on a stretch run. I'm like, this is either going to be a touchdown or a fumble. Yeah, twenty-five
0: yards, or it's going the other way. I'm seriously having PTSD over the fumble. It was Utah State, right? That they then taken for. I mean, I just I I couldn't believe that. Um, Yeah, is maybe he's not invited at the pro day because it's a new coaching staff and they're just trying to clean slate it. It's not. And to be fair, I guess I shouldn't
1: say say he. I don't actually they didn't confirm or deny whether he was invited so right he could have been invited and said no considering he's still training and posting everything on instagram i don't see a situation where that happens so i think no dude it's you know fair to assume he was not invited but for the sake of accuracy i want to give people you know the most accurate information possible we don't technically know that he wasn't invited but right you know you didn't get the pro day you didn't have the entire second half of the season. You have three suspensions. You have the fumbling issues. Do you know has he been signed by an agent? I do not know. I'll reach out to him.
0: Okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah. And Bates though has Bates
1: does have an agent. Yeah. yeah. Bates yeah. and Jamal okay. definitely both do.
0: Yeah. 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 I mean, those guys will stick. We'll see. We'll see with Bates. Just weird how that fit never never worked. What about that? Definitely, but I think it's it's not
1: as uncommon as you would guess. You know, so many times when a guy's oh, coming sure. from a big school, you know, you just assume, like, this guy's going to be a stud. Right. When you watch Bates, though, there there really was the potential. It wasn't just because he was a P5 guy.
0: Right, right. It's not so much the Arizona State. It's the fact that, yeah, he's a yoked up 6'4", 240 with pretty impressive athleticism. Yeah, exactly. You, just, that like, you look at the dude up. and he's
1: like, this. Right. Guy looks like he should dominate the Mountain West, but it it didn't really play out that way.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Well, Andre, I appreciate you coming on to talk Mountain West with me. I'm sure a lot of CSU fans were rolling their eyes throughout because we pretty much uh, drooled over Boise State and Wyoming prospects for most of it. But I
0: don't know about that. It's it's the (laughs) act. I mean, it's the. That's how it was. I mean, we, you know, if Warren Jackson uh, had declared, this whole show would have been about Warren. And I'm so glad s- he's small mention
1: coming back. Assuming that we still get college football in the fall, knock on wood, all that stuff. We don't gotta jump into any of that. But just selfishly for my own viewing enjoyment, I'm so stoked I get to watch this dude up and close again.
0: Hundred percent.
1: What do you think he'll run? I think he'll run a four or five.
0: That's that's enough to go high. He's a baller. What he does this season will be really interesting. Yeah.
1: I think you know it's early, but when it's all said and done five years from now, I think Warren Jackson is the best CSU player in the league.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no,
1: I think you're And right. I think and I have pretty high expectations for Gallup still, even. I just right. Warren has that rare combination of size, speed. Mm-hmm. He's pretty agile for a dude that's that big. Like he runs yes. good
0: routes so he can cut. Yeah. Just the dude's just a freak. Yeah, no, I agree. He's got that potential to be the best of the bunch, which is saying something.
1: Which it'll be a, hopefully a, a tradition that carries on. There are a lot of CSE fans that are worried wide receiver. U will come to an end, but also, you know, I think they just want to win some games. I think that matters. More than you're anything, because yeah. they didn't win a whole lot of games these last five years, even though they were sending a lot of dudes to the league.
0: Right. Yeah, that's true.
1: But uh, we're gonna we're gonna call it a night so Andre can get some sleep. We've got a big couple of days coming up with draft coverage. Make sure that you're following us for yeah. the live show. You know, I can't stress enough how dope it is. Make sure you're playing uh, WGT World Golf Tour, mm-hmm. our new biggest, our new big partner so stoked about it the graphics on this game are incredible for a phone game literally like i had a tiger woods game for my gamecube in like 2006 this mobile free phone game blows it out of the water yes definitely check that out go play you can compete against us we're going to be talking about it posting about it all that fun stuff andre get some sleep if you can my man